black hair that was streaked with grey. Although at forty-six you had to expect that. The face was handsome enough, pale from months of hospitalization, but it was in the eyes that the lack of hope showed, no expression there at all. He opened a drawer in the bedside locker, found his lighter and a pack of cigarettes and lit one. He was already coughing as he walked to the open window and looked out over the balcony to the garden. Wonderful, she said. One good lung left, so now you're trying to finish what the Japs started. There was a thermos flask filled with coffee by the bed. She poured some into a cup and brought it over. Time to start living again, Commander. As they say in those Hollywood movies, for you the war is over. You should never have started in the first place. It's a young man's game. He sipped his coffee. So what do I do? Back to Harvard, Professor, she smiled. The students will love you. All those medals. Don't forget to wear your uniform the first day. He smiled in spite of himself, but only briefly. God help me, Maddie, but I don't think I could go back. I've had the war, I know that. And it's had you, Angel. I know. The butcher shop at Telugu finished me off. It also seems to have finished me for anything else. Well, you're a grown man. You want to sit around this room and quietly decay, that's your business. She walked to the door, opened it, and turned. Only I would suggest you comb your hair and make yourself respectable. You've got a visitor. He frowned. A visitor? Yes, he's with Commander Lawrence now. I didn't know you had any British connection. What are you talking about? Hare asked, bewildered. Your visitor. Very top brass. A Brigadier Monroe of the British Army though you'd never think so. Doesn't even wear a uniform. She went out, closing the door. Hare stood there for a moment, frowning, then hurried into the bathroom and turned on the shower. Brigadier Dougal Monroe was sixty-five and white-haired, an engagingly ugly man in an ill-fitting suit of Donegal tweed. He wore a pair of steel-rimmed spectacles of the type issued to other ranks in the British Army. But is he fit? That's what I need to know, Doctor, Monroe was saying. Lawrence wore a white surgical coat over his uniform. You mean physically? He opened the file in front of him. He's forty-six years of age, Brigadier. He took three pieces of shrapnel in his left lung and spent six days on a life raft. It's a miracle he's still around. Yes, I take your point, Monroe said. Here's a man who was a professor at Harvard— a naval reserve officer, admittedly, because he was a famous yachtsman with connections in all the right places who gets himself in PT boats at the age of forty-three when the war starts. He leafed through the pages. Every damned battle area in the Pacific. Lieutenant, commander, and medals. He shrugged. Everything there is, including two navy crosses and then that final business at Telugu. That Japanese destroyer blew him half out of the water so he rammed her and set off an explosive charge. He should have died. As I heard it, nearly everyone else did, Monroe observed. Lawrence closed the file. You know why he didn't get the Medal of Honor? Because it was General MacArthur who recommended him, and the Navy doesn't like the Army interfering. You're not regular Navy, I take it, Monroe said. Am I hell? Good. I'm not regular Army. So plain speaking, is he fit? Physically, yes. 
Mind you, I should think it's taken ten years off the other end of his life. The medical board has indicated no further seagoing duty. In view of his age, he has the option of taking a medical discharge now. I see. Monroe tapped his forehead. And what about up here? In the head? Lawrence shrugged. Who knows? He certainly suffered from depression of the reactive kind, but that passes. He sleeps badly, seldom leaves his room, and gives the distinct impression of not knowing what the hell to do with himself. So he's fit to leave? Oh, sure. He's been fit enough for weeks, with a proper authorization, of course. I've got that. Monroe took a letter from his inside pocket, opened it, and passed it across. Lawrence read it and whistled softly. Jesus, it's that important? Yes. Monroe put the letter back in his pocket, picked up his Burberry raincoat, and